Spencer. Say hey to the people. Hey, everybody. And Levi, we got you. Yo. And BJ. How's it going? This is an episode recorded on February 1st, 2020. We've been off for a while on Whiskey on the Weekends. Last time you heard us, it was our infamous New Year episode. Um, BJ, how have you been since then? Uh, I've been pretty well. Um, I was going to say, it feels like a really long time since we've recorded, but it has yeah, it been does. a solid month. Um, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. I think we were planning on a little bit more uh, episodes over New Year's, um, but we got drinking, we got playing games, we had fun. So we only had one episode, but uh, go yep. check it out. Before we get going, uh, BJ, anything you want to talk about with Mangum Reads? Um, yeah, we at the start of the new year, we jumped into book two of Harry Potter, um, which has been entertaining. And Spencer has his copy because he's probably going to be reading some more of it a little bit later today. Um, we've been doing a bunch of short stories and we have our first novel that we're doing, which is Spinning Silver by Naomi Novik, which is exciting. Nice. And Mangum Talks TV, it's succession. It's great. Check it out. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Spencer, what are you wearing? Uh, well, and what aren't you wearing? <laughs> so, uh, you guys tend to control my mail now in a way that junk mail can't even really attempt to <laughs> control my mail. That's a funny way to put it. Well, you know, it's true when I, I wrote down a list of what, of what uh, packages or mail I received in a given week. And in a seven day period, I received two Bloomberg shirts, one of which I'm wearing now. Shout out uh, Mike Bloomberg. Four tax documents, three magazines, and a Biden thong. The last one led to a conversation with Bridget I wasn't expecting to have that day. A Biden thong. I'm showing it now. One second. Okay. Send, send me a picture. I'll put it on Facebook. I will send you a picture, but for right now, it is this thing. It's not a particularly big thong. No, no. Hence why I'm not wearing it, because I was baffled by the concept. <laughs> oh, That's the reason. That's the reason. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I, I was only planning on giving it a try, but I don't, I don't understand. There is not uh, enough cloth for anything. Um, but, yeah, we had, no, no, no more speaking, Bridget uh, goes to the mail, whatever else, and sees all of your packages, and I just hear sighs coming from the other room, and I know something has arrived from you guys. This time she walked in holding a very tiny envelope and said, Spencer, um, I need <laughs> you to make sure that you didn't get this from me. <laughs> Is she not a Biden supporter? <laughs> so, Spencer. Um, there's a supporter and then there's that. We'll just put to the side the fact that you're admitting to your girlfriend committing federal crimes um, on recorded media. Open your mail. Um, that's that, existing consent. Um, it's not how laws work. Is that, is um, that, isn't that, that something that you continually need to uh, assess and, and give, Spencer? She is my designated agent for the purpose of mail handling. Is there a legal document that attests to that? Is it AI? It's a contract. I, re- I renew it every year. It's valid. Do you seriously have a contract? I do not have a written contract for the purpose of reopening my mail. I have laziness and her willing to get to the mail much faster than I would. Fair question, though, Levi. I was hoping that there really, really was literally a contract. <laughs> we, we have written contracts between us. Mail is not one of them. Well, shout oh, out to you well, for wearing the Bloomberg shirt. I'm going to wear what you guys send me with the exception of that, because that's going to be. you got to try it at least once. I'm going to. I didn't know, we, I didn't I know we were doing this. 
Because otherwise, I would have worn the Hillary 2020 shirt that I'm sure Gary sent me. (laughs) I've been wearing the Marianne Williamson one, uh, not on a regular basis, since it's a little bit larger than I am. But, you know, what can you do? So, Spencer, um, actually, before I ask this question, um, Um, let's everybody try some whiskey, since that is the, the name of the podcast, not question Spencer about the crazy things in his life. So we might need to rename it. Okay. Tell us about the whiskey, PJ. Um, so for this episode and the next episode, we have two rye whiskeys. Um, and basically, uh, at one of the stores that I go to, there was a rye whiskey that was on clearance. So I got it for about, for under $15. Um, and Ooh. then the other one is closer to a hundred dollar price point though. Actually, amusingly, right after I got it, pretty much everywhere I looked, it was listed at closer to 200 and when I was talking to the one of the uh, proprietors, he's like, that was a steal. I don't know how, how you found that. At Let's that try that one. I was like, oh, cool. Is that the clear bottle or the green uh, bottle? That should be the green bottle, which we, I think, are trying first. But if you smell it, yeah. you should be able to, well, the question is, can we tell the difference? Oh. And I think I poured it correctly, but not 100% on that. Also, uh, BJ, I want to point out that you are exactly the type of person that I imagine in my head to say the word proprietor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I got to stay on brand. What can I say? Okay. Green bottle. Ooh. It's a little rough around the edges, but for $15, it is a gargantuan steal. Well, hold on. The green bottle, is that the $15? Um, I don't think so, but I might have swapped them. We'll see. <laughs> Are you going to be able to tell, BJ? Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you guys should should be able to tell. So, I mean, they taste quite different. I'm going to pour both of them so that way I can. Oh, science. Um, so, Spencer, the question I had... Which you may or may not want to share with, with uh, the world. Oh, when has that ever stopped me? Go on. What contract? <laughs> what written contracts do you have between you and your girlfriend? Oh, well, yeah, actually, yeah, I'm not touching that one with ten foot pole. Okay. Because you did have that that lead in. That... No, no, we 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 we. we, we given that we're lawyers, we regularly write written contracts between the two of us, even for the most minor things, just because we find it funny. Like when we did okay. New Year's resolutions and shared whatever else, we had a written contract that we wrote out, signed. I think we even debated getting a notary in our office to do it, and we hung it on a wall. Like it's just a regular thing we do between between ourselves. Oh, fun! Um, <laughs> so the green bottle, I think, is the one that's uh, that's a higher price point. I'm trying to. Yeah, that that's. I, I was ninety percent sure, um, but um, okay, was it positive? Uh, before we so. The way we normally do these episodes is we start with the on-brand segment. Uh, before we do that, Levi, do you want to do two minutes on Kobe? Uh, should we? I think so. We haven't really talked about it. We text on the day of, um, but we never really discussed it. How, uh, how did that hit you? Uh, it was weird, right? I mean, it's the person who's very young, um, who dies in a catastrophic way, unexpected way. Um, I so personally, I was a little surprised, right? Because you 
we grew up with Kobe being a very, very yep. good NBA player, right? So mm-hmm. came in the league in what '96. He was drafted in '96. Yep. Um, that would have made us 11 I was years. 11, old. yeah. Um, and we would have sort of grown up around him being this sort of unimpeachable basketball figure. Now, as we mm-hmm. grew up and matured, we've understood that you know things like efficiency matter. Um, so that sort of tarnishes Kobe's legacy a little bit, but still, there's that that inner kid aspect of watching basketball where you're like this guy is a superhero um it's amazing um and so imagine that person dying at a, at a young age it's a bit of a surprise right um i wonder it it really does cast a different light into like the feelings that i imagine people had when uh, magic johnson announced that he had aids right mm-hmm. you know there's this, this stunning athlete who is is at that time period it was it, it was envisioned that he would die within couple of years right um everyone thought that just assumed that he, he was going to die so everyone is sort of reeling with this sort of athlete this stunning athlete who's who's gone down but um no it's been, it was a bit of a shock um what about you yeah it fucked me up i'm not gonna lie um i was i mean i'm i'm a softy but uh yeah it, it really screwed me up i mean i that word you used, superhero, I think is is valid for Kobe. Uh, I always kind of thought of him as bigger than basketball. Um, I've never been a Kobe fan. Matter of fact, I've been a Kobe detractor. Used the chucker word a time or two. I was about to ask you about that. <laughs> but once Levi said efficiency, I was like, hmm, I wonder. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, last game, 60 points on 50 shots. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know, man. It just was so unexpected uh, that I think folks who are, big basketball fans who live in the NBA community. It was, it was tough to, to, to deal with. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where I am with it. Um, real downer here. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry guys, but we can, uh, we can get back to the fun now. It was kind of interesting. So I was out in Vegas just after Levi was um, to visit with my cousins and basically a chunk of the, small talk that people were making was, oh, you know, how did you feel after, you know, when you heard about Kobe and, and a lot of people, like, oh, you know, I had trouble sleeping last night and stuff like that. And it was, it was just an interesting cultural thing that that was like the touchstone that everyone was expected to, to know about and have some serious reaction to. Yeah. I mean, like, and that's a thing, like when people are like, well, you didn't know him. I always feel like that's a really tone deaf thing to say um, because like he was a, he's in the zeitgeist of basketball for 20 years. I mean, I've mm-hmm. been following this guy's box scores for since 1996. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It was, it was a tough one. It was, it was really, really hard. And then the fact that his, his daughter was on the plane too, or the, the helicopter too, makes yeah. it all the much worse. There's a certain point of where it doesn't really matter if you didn't know the man. If you knew the icon and the icon was important to you, that's the relevance. That's what the, that was how everyone viewed him in society anyway. So whether you knew him personally doesn't really matter to the discussion. Yeah, it didn't mean. I was bad like a baby. I was, Sarah had to come in and give me a pillow and a cup of milk. I was fucking crying. Um, but anyway, all right, that's Kobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about the whiskey. Um, yeah. So how do you guys like it? Are we trying both or just one and the other? Just the one. Okay. The so, um, this, I don't believe this was, was necessarily recorded. Um, I didn't listen to our, our New Year's episode, but I'm going to start doing, um, whiskey reviews like our, our good friend, Ha Wu. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, go. All right. Let me give some context. So we, 
uh, <laughs> Hal decided to do whiskey reviews, not like BJ and I, where we were like, okay, well that, you know, obviously that was, you know, in a barrel for a long time because it's got some sweetness and color. No, Hal doesn't care about the technical. Hal says things like, well, that reminds me of a fresh morning dew. Yep. And very efficient. <laughs> this would get me very drunk very yeah. quickly. Well, Levi, on those notes, what do you have to say? Um, this is this has resonance to me as as a you're drinking a light beer, it's like a buzz at like seven PM <laughs> on a July evening, uh, after cutting grass. Like just mm. that that sort of nice refreshing note that just says, Ah, okay. I can now relax. Okay. Like you, you've laid out one of those collapsible lawn chairs and you're just kind of observing the yard and the neighborhood around. Yep. There's serenity involved there. There's this peace, there's oneness, and there's also this sort of refreshingness. There's oneness. <laughs> A oneness with the grass and maybe the, the shotgun across your knees. Whatever makes it for you. Spencer. Well, I'm going to continue that trend because why not? But there, there is a definite sense of completeness attached to this. I agree with that, with that idea, Levi. That there is um, a kind of measure of accomplishment and of finality. Like the, this is the, the most zen of of rye whiskeys that we've had. You know, it has both the yin and the yang, and, and you know, a sense of completeness or or, or rye nirvana. It's got a very full flavor that kind of um, imagine that something has been done, an accomplishment has been finished, but there's a conclusion attached to it, a trailing off, as if the, the uh, Spencer, you are auditioning for Marianne Williams in part two. <laughs> Someone asked him. Okay, uh, so I'm gonna buck the trend here and actually talk about the whiskey. Um, it's a it's, yeah, it's a rye, um, but it's not. It's it's much more smooth. Uh, than than I normally get with rye, and I can tell you guys, I've recently come around to this idea that like I like rye more than bourbon. I just do. Like, like rye is my favorite whiskey. Um, this is not a prototypical rye in the sense that it's not like super spicy. It's very smooth, and uh, the first thing I get when I taste it is maple. It's uh, it's clearly been aged a while uh, because it's very sweet. And, but not in a bad way, not, not in a sort of like the cheap, you know, sort of crown royal way. It's just, uh, it, it's, it's got some sweetness to it. BJ, what do you think? Yep. Um, I really like this. I, I get definitely the sweetness up front, but then like the, there are a lot of ryes that just are spicy and sort of nutty, like as soon as you, you get it mm -hmm. in your mouth. And this one is like a slow rise after like that first bit of sweetness and i feel like it's a very rounded and pleasant and um to me i mean I, the the name of it a little bit more col colors it a little bit but to me this is kind of like a a good eggnog where huh. it has sort of that like sweetness and spice and and sort of every oh, that comforting thing in the winter um so, so not the summer summer rye that that you guys feel like, uh, but but I get that that sort of pleasant, relaxing uh, trend yeah. to it. This is easily for me one of the top five best things we've tried. Uh, okay. you know, it's very enjoyable. It, I, I think, I mean, as if I talked about as BJ, you just said, it's just eminently comforting. 
I, it's, I feel almost a full body effect of it, of just pleasantly relaxed after, after, after tasting it. And mm. that is just what I look for. Um, Peter, what's the name of this one? Um, so, so we'll, do, we'll do the reveal, which is, um, it's called the Midwinter Night's Drow. Um, I think, uh, Lee, your wife will appreciate the, the <laughs> and the reference. Yeah, I think she will. Um, so it's, uh, from High West which we've had a bunch of stuff before. That was the uh, campfire that, that I teased you with last time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a blend of rye whiskeys and then finished in port barrels. Um, and uh, it's a, almost 100 proof. And it doesn't say much of anything um, in general other than Act 7, Scene 3, which is very um, sort of on point for it. And then there's a a paragraph that I did not read um, on the back and a bunch of uh, Shakespeare quotes. So, yeah. I'll yeah, say. I think this is possibly the highest quality whiskey we've had on the pod. Um, just from like, I mean, because, you know, when you start to get to the $150, $200 price point, for me anyway, there's a, there's a distinct difference. And uh, I'm kind of getting that with this whiskey. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the, like, I, I found it at a hundred, but every place that I've seen it since it's secondary market for round two. Yeah. Well, thank you, BJ. That's, uh, yeah. This was delightful. Okay. Do we want to go to Owen Brandt? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so Spencer, do we want to do your on brand first and then end with the like two or three minute for the rest of us or, or the other way around? <laughs> However you guys want to do it. I'm here for your entertainment. Let's start with Spencer. All right. Um, I got a couple options, but I think I'll go with um, me just demonstrating I'm not aware of my surroundings or basic aspects of grooming. Cause that feels pretty on brand, I'd say. Okay. Um, as you guys know, I'm not dumb, but I do a lot of things that kind of would indicate that I am. And one of those recent, we've commented before in the cast that I probably don't put in enough care to my appearance, particularly at work. Uh, I regularly go to work, not even realizing that the elbows are torn out of my dress shirts, that there's holes in my pants, all kinds oh, of things. Whoa, whoa, like wait, I, wait a second. Elbows torn out of your dress shirts and you wear those to work? That's just going to have patches on, on the elbows of his dress shirts, and, and it'll be a new, new style trend. Well, it, it's, not, <laughs> it, it's often that I'm not consciously wearing them to work. It's that I just put on a shirt and don't notice for a while before I realize that the elbow is torn out. Like, I've... This are you throwing where, elbows like in court? Like, how are you... I don't know how it happens, of where I... For my dress shirt, that is the main way they eventually fall apart, is that the elbows just get torn out. I mean, it's happened to like seven or eight of my dress shirts just uh, just like the last year. But I will not notice for an extended period of time. Sometimes I can even wear the same dress shirt a couple of days in a row until a coworker even points out to me because I've not noticed that the elbow is torn out. Hold up. Um, you wear the same shirt a couple of days in a row? Yeah, totally. Okay. Wearing, wearing an undershirt underneath, it's fine. In Florida. Uh, okay. It's, it's winter. Sorry, I, 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 I tried to derail, derail you a little bit. It's you, fine. You no, no, go ahead. Um, a different example that occurred recently uh, that was kind of bad of where <laughs> I was 
we've talked many times about various stories, but it's like me sticking my head through the wrong hole. It's all kinds of categories, but this was a new one for me of where when I was getting up in the morning, I accidentally cut myself on my arm and I just kind of dabbed these things happen. I just dabbed it and went, okay, whatever else. And I put on my, put on my undershirt, put on my dress shirt and just went to work. Not really kind of pondering the idea that if you've got a cut on your arm that you've not put a bandaid on or whatever else, it can continue to bleed. And I didn't really realize that about an inch and a half kind of square portion of my dress shirt just became very much bloodied. And I had court that day, and I did not realize throughout going to the court and whatever else that the end of my dress shirt was just red with blood. And, you know, that's bad enough. Nobody commented. I didn't notice. What's worse for me is that I didn't notice that for the next day, the next two days, I then rewore that shirt of where it was just with the blood with the I did not notice white shirt too um that had had a bloody end to it and since it was middle of winter at 75 outside morning on shirt the shirt was fine to reuse and I just kept rewearing it not noticing till about day three that huh when did that happen and then styling Spencer I have a recommendation and a system for you that if you're going to wear a shirt multiple days, uh, rotate through like three throughout the week and say you're not doing the same shirt day in and day out. And that way, maybe you'll have more time to recognize a, a stain mm-hmm. and, and your coworkers that, you know, clearly um, Lee is not one of your coworkers because he would have called you out on that like week two, maybe. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Three days in, maybe. <laughs> As we've discussed, my level of consciousness in the morning to kind of plan things out is kind of minimal. So Does your secretary not have spare shirts for you? I feel like this is very much a job. And, and uh, hmm, can't remember his, his assistant's name. Situation where, you know, she just comes in with a fresh suit and it's just like, why have you been sleeping? Oh, from the West Wing, yeah. Three days? Yep. No, I've got a variety of reserve items in my uh, desk at work. Uh, dress <laughs> so far is not one of them. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really surprised. I feel like that would be like lawyer 101, like keep a spare shirt like hanging on the back of your door, uh, maybe a you know a, a sport coat or something like that, just uh, in case. Spare spare blazer, uh, spare tie, because me extra couple pairs of socks that just happen to be around my desk, and uh, are, back are all dirty, or are they all just dirty. like scattered singles? <laughs> they are not spare socks. Those are socks that have fallen. The dirty off. dirty socks. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow Spencer okay well uh, you know I was going to suggest that uh, your girlfriend dress you that she dress me yeah she well, just you, put your clothes we, on we, we've already been through this that that it's good whiskey his yeah. girlfriend has similar um I don't know the best way to put Find it your word. where are we going with standards this standards and, and issues of dress Ah, uh, um, I don't know if I'd say that, but I think that the, the point still stands, right? That if you're looking at someone else, you can notice things on parts of the body that aren't immediately yeah, visible. Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, I think this is a bit of an edge case. I think Spencer, you probably should just like wear new shirts every day, like a normal normal person. It sucks. Yeah, but it required me to go get dry <laughs> to, to, to do dry cleaning more frequently and things like that. Or maybe I mean, you, you can do that. laundry at your house. Get well, shirts so, that require dry so if you want a press shirt, first of all, like, you know, unless you stain it, you can get your shirts pressed and, and 
especially in the winter, that seems reasonable. But like, I, I, I get that you don't want to do that, keep laundering them because that, that is a way that you're going to damage the fabric, but like mm -hmm. hang it up, you know, you know, you can have like shirts that you rotate through. But as I remember, we did discuss that like between the two of you, you probably have like six or seven holes in your socks. And so this is why I'm, I'm just like the, I have a feeling that, that your girlfriend in, is not the, the ideal person to be dressing you. I mean, ideally, like, you'd have your secretary, like, you know, the day before, like, lay out clothes for you or something like that. But I, I don't think fuck? that... <laughs> somebody that 100% you were very is... Very it's 2020, BJ. <laughs> I know it's 2020, but, like, we've already <laughs> talked about, like, the Mad Men-esque uh, secretary relationship that Spencer has, where, where it's like, oh, what? do I have a meeting... Uh, tomorrow, you know, any meetings tomorrow? Oh, yes. Here's your list, uh, Mr. Leash, of, of the, the meetings that you're going to have. Is that that weird? I don't think having a secretary is Mad Men-esque. I think there's some other things uh, involved in the yeah. relationship with yeah. BJ. Um, so <laughs> they're not part of it. No, like laying your clothes out in the morning. <laughs> now, Bridget can't help me with that because she and I have completely different morning patterns of where I'm awake like two hours before she is, and I arrive home like two hours before she does. So she never even sees me wearing a dress shirt. So she doesn't, could not help me there. Doesn't Bridget get up at like 10 or something? Yeah, she gets up at 10 and then works a couple hours later. She has a very different work schedule than I do. Meanwhile, BJ gets up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, sure. su su sufficiently on brand, guys. Hundred percent. Yeah, it yes. is. It is. It's, it it's is indeed. It's confusing, flummoxing. Um, but you know, you live your life. Nature of May. Who's next? Uh, I can go. So, those who know me know that I can have a a bit of a sick or dark sense of humor. Um, I find certain things funny that other people don't find funny. That that sort of thing. Uh, this has come out recently. Um. After, so I was away um, from my home for two and a half, three weeks um, around Christmas and, and New Year's, and I came back, and then the following weekend, we had a sort of get-together with um, some of my girlfriend's friends uh, in the area, and just sort of, it's a holiday get-together after the holidays. Um, and people were telling stories, and this, that, and the other. And one of her good friends, actually one of her best friends growing up, um, told a story that, that caused me to laugh in such a way that was just entirely inappropriate and uncomfortable. Um, so she's telling a story about how she um, was on the precipice of, you know, being held back a year and entering kindergarten a little bit late or starting kindergarten earlier. Um, that happens to a lot of people that have to make that decision. Um, as a consequence, though, um, she started early. She was a bit behind some of the students, right? Initially, there's a sort of catch-up period. You're not nearly as mature, um, not as mentally there. Um, she mentioned that she had problems reading. Um, and the teacher, it was a bit of a, uh, a meanie that was like, you know, and in context for the school, the school had, had sort of the high achievers, the average students, and, 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 and the slow kids. The, they were broken into different groups uh, for, for reading purposes. And um, she was in the medium group, and she was, she was having some problems. And the teacher said, you know, if you keep having issues here, we're going to have to put you in this other group. Um, and she the way she phrased her response was, was absolutely beautiful to me. Um, she said, my response was, no, I don't want to be in that group. Sonia's in there. She makes, she makes noises, which caused me to just buckle over with laughter. <laughs> I mean, just like, <laughs> she makes noises. 
I know exactly what she means. <laughs> that's that's the point. Is that I, I it, it took me a second, a split second for me to me to realize what she was saying, and then I just started giggling and giggling. And I'm talking about giggling for 30 seconds. Like the conversation is gone, and I'm like like trying to trying to hold it back myself. And and my girlfriend's looking at me just like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, she makes noises. Don't you get it? I mean, but so, that's like. Stand up comedian joke. Like, that's, that's like a great. That's really funny. Yeah, that's turn of phrase. That's high which, level. <laughs> which is even beautiful, more beautiful in context, because this is not who she is, right? Like, she's, she's a blunt, sort of direct uh, woman, but she's not overly mean, overly callous, overly funny in any sort of unique way, right? She's just an average person in some ways. And she said it so offhand that I was like, oh, my Lord. Um, I got me. That's I, funny, Levi. I was laughing. I mean, it, it was a, a unreasonable amount of time, such that like some of the the partners of 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 the women there were looking at me, just like, "Is this okay? He can just he can just laugh at retards." Um, <laughs> but it's probably like a memory that she had of like what she said and how she thought about it, and like didn't readdress it, and so now in the context of being an adult, it's just so perfect. And I'm sure that a lot of the other people in, in the group were just like, well, we can't actually laugh at that that much, but. Oh, oh man. That, yeah. I don't know Levi, what that says about me, but that, <laughs> it's funny it's, to me. It, it's genuinely funny. And, and, and it's so nice. Right. Cause I think your point is, is right. BJ, right. That, that sort of goes to the innocence of kids and the, and, and the simplicity of them. They don't have a filter. They're saying, ah, uh-uh, she, she makes noises. I don't want to be like her. <laughs> uh, like that is so, so genuinely funny um, that we as adults don't, a lot of adults filter that, that humor mm-hmm. out of their lives um, as opposed to a kid who just thinks that and it's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, no, that was, I haven't laughed that hard in, in, in quite a little while. Um, and it was, it was nice. It's one of those cathartic laughs where you're like, oh, I feel good. I feel good. That is really funny. It's pretty crazy. I might, I might drop that like in six months. You're not, you're not going to be ready for it. And we'd be like, yeah, let's not hang out with Spencer. He makes noises. Oh, that's pretty great. So, so mine, um, I feel like it's a little bit boring. I feel like I should have uh, spent a little bit more time working on a, uh, an on-brand uh, since since we had sewing for it. But um, this past uh, weekend, I was out in Las Vegas uh, visiting with my cousins that, um, Spencer, you didn't get to meet because you didn't like Atlantic City or you were in law school or something boring like that. Um, but everybody else, uh, met uh we've referred to this atlantic city trip a couple of times on the podcast mm-hmm. yeah. where uh, uh Lee, levi and josh drove up uh picked me up in baltimore and then we went to atlantic city um and uh basically my cousins got us into a bunch of uh food and wine events where i was very on brand there um can't remember which episode that was but that was probably early last year Mm-hmm. On brand, uh, meaning that you were asking a lot of detailed questions of the people pouring wine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, some, and, some some twenty two year old who's who, who's at a wine <laughs> event, uh, and these idiots underdressed show up many you know close to the end, within fifteen minutes of closing, and when asked all the sides to ask pointed questions about the wine they're pouring. Yes, on brand. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, 
While I was out there, there was, uh, it was the Lunar New Year this past weekend. So there were a bunch of events going on in, in Vegas that I thought might be interesting to go to. Um, it turned oh, out that OBJ. the head Levi. You can't just say a lot of interesting events, right? Because I, I know what happened um, the weekend <laughs> that you went in Vegas. Um, for those who don't know, so I, I was in, in, in Vegas the sort of weekend prior, um, and there was a lot of chatter amongst my... That's actually not what I'm talking about. but I ahead. know. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of chatter about the fact that there is the adult video um, awards that was happening on the weekend. Oh. So, so when so when BJ says a lot of events and mentions Chinese New Year, that presumably there's more than one, which implies that he went to a porn star convention. Good luck, BJ. AVN. Um, I I actually did. So there were a bunch of lines, what um, and a bunch of New Year's dinners. Line dances. He said line dances. Lion? Oh, like the, the Chinese lion. Oh, okay. Yeah. We all heard line dancing. I thought you were doing yeah, that. Sorry. I was yeah, like, um, is that I a Chinese thing? I didn't know. <laughs> in SoCal. Um, anyway, and so um, I was discussing going to some of these with, with my cousins, and they were just like, well, you know, I don't know how I feel about it because of the uh, coronavirus outbreak from uh that, that started in Wuhan and, and you know there are gonna be a lot of presumably Chinese nationals there. You know, it might be a place that they, that that's going Ooh, to be we're getting racist. Um, getting racist. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so um <laughs> so we were discussing that shortly after they picked me up from the airport and and what I immediately said was, which I feel like is is very on brand for me, it's like well, it's possible that you could get it there, but the most likely place that anybody would have picked it up would be the airport. So when you flew in, and now that I flew in, I mean, most likely if we were going to get it, this is where it would be. So honestly, I wouldn't worry about going to any like larger events. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of people, but nowhere near as many that are passing as are passing through the Las Vegas airport. And so eh, by this point, we either have it or we don't. I wouldn't worry about I got a very nonplussed look. You're probably technically correct, but <laughs> didn't do that. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's pretty on brand for you, BJ. I will say something though, um, which I thought was interesting is some time back, my I brought up this concept that in China, I guess there was like a super pig. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you made the point, you said, well, I'm not really concerned about like breeding really large animals. I am concerned about the Chinese just doing this, fucking up and creating some sort of virus and <laughs> that's screwing everybody up. Because when I heard about the coronavirus, that's the first thing I thought of. I was like, God, I think VJ may have called that. <laughs> yeah, it- there are interesting parts of, of where having a bunch of live animals in the same place is not the best thing to be doing. Um, and so, Didn't this come from like snakes or something? I think bats now. I think it's the one they're going for now. They think bats, but it, it's like when you sell all sorts of animals in, in an open-air market, it, it's not an ideal situation. Yeah, I think that's right. essentially similar things happen with SARS. And so um, when you don't have grocery stores, you have interesting viruses that crop up and start spreading to people. I'm going to tell you, I'm really worried about the coronavirus because 
if China admits it's a problem, it's, it's a, a serious problem. Like for them to get to the point that they're willing to, you know, <laughs> say that they, they, they fuck something up, it's, uh, it's got to be serious. Is it partly also a result of how much they got criticized? Think, yeah. How they dealt with SARS, yeah. Uh, um, so I think it's like how they dealt with SARS and also uh, social media picked up on it really early. And so they had to say something once basically there were there was obvious evidence of conflicting reports where it's just like, oh, everything's under control. And it's like, well, is it though? Um, they'll probably tighten up their control of uh, internet traffic in and out after this. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, uh, an ideal situation. Apparently, the U.S. government's playing plague ink because we just shut the border to any foreign travelers that are coming from China. So, they're taking some pretty aggressive steps to try to prevent it from spreading anymore here. Yeah, but they're sending like everybody else. It doesn't seem to be a very closed border situation. I, anyway, but like I understand that they can't do much anything else, uh, but I don't. We'll we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting. Trump's been trying to close that border for a long time. Yeah. Oh, say, are are you expecting Trump to want to like keep immigrants here? That doesn't seem on brand for him. Um, of course, they're sending them back. Like, Trump loves the coronavirus. It's just fucking close everything down. <laughs> I mean, probably a lot fewer people are going to stay at Mar-a-Lago once he doesn't have uh, people wanting to spend money from China, but we'll see. Anyway. Well, I think I can go now. Go on. What you got? Mine is similar to BJ in that it's just an example of my personality. So I, as discussed on the podcast, I go to the doctor regularly. (laughs) Um, I am a big proponent of this. You need to go to your general practitioner. You need to, you, you know, get your labs done every six months. And I was at, uh, the doctor this week. And um, I don't think she she asked if I was planning on traveling, I think. And I said, well, the only thing I have planned is Orlando in the summer uh, to go to Con of Thrones. And I used this as a segue to start discussing a primate sanctuary there called the Center for Great Apes, mm-hmm. <laughs> which <laughs> as you do. I like how you're preaching to your doctor about she God bless her because she hung in there with me longer than she probably should have. And I started explaining that the Center for Great Apes has Bubbles, which is the chimpanzee that Michael Jackson had. And I used that as a way to launch into the, uh, a rant about how you should never keep chimpanzees as pets. They're not pets. What happened to Bubbles is just absolutely unfair and catastrophic. And by the way, Bubbles hates cameras now because Michael Jackson took him to Japan and he had tea with the prime minister of Japan and he should never have been in that situation. And finally, my primary care physician was like, okay, all right. Yeah. But we need to get back to like what we're doing here. (laughs) What was she doing while you were saying this? Nodding. You know, sort of like, sure. This is a, I, went, I, I have seven minutes uh, sectioned off to establish a, a, a rapport with my uh, my patient, and it's uh, 7.35 now, so can we get back to uh, your history and plan travel? With at least seven minutes on the pet trade with primates, on Bubbles' history, 
and on how great it is that he now lives in sanctuary. <laughs> I so, there you go. I don't think I've ever had a seven minute conversation period with a doctor about any subject ever. <laughs> I think I, that that you might be getting a, a PA from now on. I will. Um, <laughs> That's true. I'll never see that guy again. <laughs> but I, I did. I mean, I, 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 in retrospect, like I think I bullied him into the conversation because I was like, and another thing, you can't have these. They, they, they're not pets. I mean, honestly, I mean, like, and I was just going on and on. Isn't this your new doctor too? Did you just switch doctors? Yes. This is your introduction to this doctor. It's my second visit, yeah. <laughs> You're going to get a psych referral next time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's me. I go to the doctor and I preach to them about um, the importance of uh, 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 primates. We're totally all going to that sanctuary when you all come down, right? I mean, I, look, I end up. I I've given enough go. money. I get a VIP tour, so you guys can come with me if you want to. Is the VIP tour like behind the scenes or is it like even less so because you're not trying to disturb their habitat? I do not want to go behind the scenes. I want to be <laughs> in front, front of the, of the scenes, scenes as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to be close to them, really. Uh, I just want to make sure they're okay. But yeah, no, I can, uh, I can schedule a tour anytime I want to. So, Levi, I just imagine like if, if we all go together, you being unhappy about it until you find like the one that you supported. And you be you like going up and like I own you. I paid for you. You're you, you're mine. Dance. Yeah. So, so it's even more in brand for me, BJ. Is that like when I did my donation? I don't even know if I did the donation to that one or the one in Kentucky. Um, it was the one in Kentucky, yeah. And I have absolutely no idea. I, I got a card, but I threw it away. Like I I don't know. It was fuck it. It was a chimp. I don't know. It's <laughs> that was one of my favorite Levi quotes of all time. Because I'm like, you're pestering everybody because I'm a dick. And I was like, hey, have you given money? And <laughs> I just responds, I, I gave a, what was it, like 100 bucks? I gave $100 to damn apes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you might have even been worse than that. I think you might have called them monkeys. <laughs> I, prob I probably did. I probably did. $100 says <laughs> <to> damn monkeys. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just imagined like you going up and being like, that card wasn't even yours. What is this bullshit? And just like complaining at like towards the chimp and, and like it just like not paying any attention to you and having like a 10 minute session of you just like complaining and then like the keeper comes over and it's just like, excuse me, sir, like, can I help you? And it's just like, this is what my money paid for? Really? Okay. And then walking away. <laughs> um, uh, Levi, awesome. Lee, you'll, you'll appreciate this. There was a a gif that's going around on Reddit about uh, a bunch of gibbons reacting to a, to a rat. Yeah. Um, and, and every single time, like the title is monkeys, something or other. And, and there's one person that's like really adamant and it's like, well, they don't have a tail. They're not monkeys. You know, that they're, they're clearly, clearly not monkeys. Like, I don't know why you guys keep calling them monkeys. And, and I always look to make sure that it's not you. Cause I feel like you would do it. It wasn't there already, but you don't get there quite fast enough. And so, so I just every time I, I have this little hope that 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 it will be you. But monkeys has the the term monkey has a negative connotation. Uh, they are primates, so we should call them. And then um, we there are call, monkeys. 
They're no, monkeys the, that are monkeys. The, they're chimps that are chimps. They're apes that are apes. Well, like, well, the great apes, the great apes, which we are a part of, my friend. We, we, are, we are great apes ourselves. Yeah, we're not lesser apes. <laughs> Implication from the term. Also a te- <laughs> technical term. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's me. I'm just alienating the doctor. <laughs> BJ, this is probably the best whiskey that we've tried mm-hmm. on this podcast. Like I'm actually kind of saving it. I it's really I don't think it's high like, quality. I'd say top ten. I don't know about best. Yeah. I so I really like it, but but I really like the uh, Willet Family Reserve. The the mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That, that uh, one probably is a little better. But this I, is yeah. up there. I also like the the uh, that special uh, wild turkey one that we had. Um, I think we had it at, at Con of Thrones, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I really like that one as well. I, I do maintain a list where I bold the ones that I like because I don't have a good memory. Um, and, so, the Willet, so, uh, and the Wild Turkey. Another on brand. Um, actually, so I like the, the Willet enough. Oh, this is another on brand that, that I feel like I should share because this is 100% um, uh, on brand. So uh, I really like the, the two-year Willet. And so one of the uh, liquor stores near me is carrying – uh, three and four year um, Willet Special Reserve, and there are two different versions of one of them, and I don't remember which. And so the day that I walked in and I, I saw it, and I saw that there were three options, I was just like, oh, oh goodness, like I don't remember which one I have at home because I remember seeing it, and I thought there was only one because like all of the labels are almost exactly the same. And so I expected that as a distillery, you want to differentiate your product. Well, it doesn't care. It's, it's like the same exact label. You know, everything is exactly the same. They like write in the alcohol percentage in the proof. And then the only difference basically in the labels is it says three, two, three or four year. Um, I think they justify it. You know, they actually like do it on the computer and justify the type. But I, but I could totally see them just like copying and replacing and not like even changing like how, how, how the uh, type is justified. Anyway, so I found out, I, I went to buy um, some bottles, and I went in there, and some of the bottles had prices and some didn't, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know why they would do this, like, it doesn't make sense, like, why don't they, they put, like, price tags on some of them. Anyway, so I grabbed a three and a four year, and I grabbed uh, one of the ones that didn't have a price tag on it, because... It's like, I'll buy this one so other people know, because I've already, like, looked through them. Take it up to the counter. Guy rings it up and looks at the bottles, and the the three-year is a higher proof than the four-year, and I guess is therefore more expensive by their... uh, by how the, the manager or whoever, like, sets the prices... When the guy was ringing it up, he looked at it, saw the three-year and the four-year, and I assumed just was like, nope, the three-year's got to be cheaper. Rang it up. I paid for it. Like, after I walked out, I was like, wait a minute. That's not right. I'm not going back. So <laughs> yeah, I was like, I huh. Well, I will tell you that um, I've had multiple coworkers who now listen to the podcast ask me where to get the Willet. Because we were raved about it so much 
on the pod and I have to explain, well, my friend from Boston. Yeah, we don't have it here. Yeah, it's a, it's a big letdown for everybody. <laughs> um, I mean, depending on how much like your coworkers, you know, we could probably figure out a way to send out some of the two years since I did. I don't like them that much. Bottle, so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, pretty sure. I, I was fairly sure that was what you're going to get at. This is your staff, sir. No, 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 not my team. My team doesn't care about the pot. <laughs> really don't. <laughs> it's just other tangential people in the company who are interested in whiskey. Gotcha. Okay. Anything else we want to discuss before we wrap up the first part of uh, this recording? That's pretty good. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. This has been uh, part one of Whiskey on the Weekend, recorded on February 1st. Enjoyed it.